from the abyss aka podcasting from a spare bedroom in exurban atlanta welcome to the godless heathens podcast everybody thanks for listening i'm don i'm jeff and i'm jerry just kidding i'm not jerry jerry's out this week i'm ashley guest hosting for the second time honorary heathen indeed you are here to remind you that this is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things not just atheism we will challenge your assumptions and ours too Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at everyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything or anything you hear in this podcast, or anywhere else for that matter, until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, Google Google Duck that that shit. shit. This is episode 33. 33. Double threes. In honor of... 1933 being the year that Prohibition ended, oh, we got we got the shit. full gamut here tonight. We've got beer, and we've got wine, we got hard liquor. We got hard liquor from <laughs> Dry County, from a Dry County Brewing and Spirit. You pick yeah, I, I stopped by just to get a little innocent six pack of oatmeal stout, which I'm also drinking as a as a sidebar, I guess. Okay. Dry um, County Oatmeal Stout. They just started bottling and selling a bottled old fashioned. I was going to say, I didn't know that they were a distillery. It, this is a new venture. A new venture. Okay. Yep. Very so nice. They're, they're actually doing whiskeys. So they made a bottled old fashioned at 70 proof. And I think everybody's kind of liked it. Not they bad. A little pre taste. So. Not bad at all. And we got two wines. Yes. Tonight. What, do you, what, <clears throat> what do you got? I'm drinking an Obscura Pinot Noir that I got from my wine club. And as a palate cleanser, when I don't want the wine or whatever, I have a nice bubbly strawberry sparkling water. Oh, nice. Which I believe is bottled or made here in our local area, from what I understand. And this is something that Kim picked up. It's Ava? Ava? A-V-A? Ava Ava Grace. Ava Grace. Yeah. Not bad. It's a Merlot, uh, 2015 California Merlot. It's a very pretty label. It's got almost like a mosaic. Very very cool-looking label. Nice. And not a bad wine at all. Yeah, pretty good. Which is why I bought it in the first place was the... And Kim's here tonight. What are you having, Kim? What are you you drinking? Water. Water. Yeah, Kim (laughs) is sitting in with us as well. So she's in the... She's an observer, she says. You, you had, had two little headline things. I'm not used to people coming with notes. Uh, this is, <laughs> I have printouts and people notes. prepared. So, showing up man. prepared for <clears throat> this is what? What is this? I'm, yes. Okay. Well, there's two things. First, a couple of podcasts ago, you guys talked about the outbreak of chickenpox at that school in Asheville, North Asheville, Carolina. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. And then we all know there's the, the measles, measles outbreak. outbreak on the West Coast. Yep. Yep. I saw today that the World Health Organization has now declared the anti-vaccination movement one of the top 10 global health threats that yep. we face. So thank you, science deniers and anti-vaxxers for that. Thank you, uh, Jane McCarthy. One the other thing, study. yes, North Dakota. Okay, so who knew North Dakota has some of the 
most restrictive blue laws still on the books. That just blew me away. I did not know that North Dakota was so North Dakota. If you'd have asked me what states have the most restrictive blue laws, still on the books. Mississippi, Alabama. I wouldn't have picked anybody above the Mason. I would have thrown Utah in there, you know, just a little wild card. It's been one of the states that celebrates Confederate Memorial Day. One, one of those yeah. states. Yeah, look up Confederate Memorial Day. Google that, that shit. Yeah. That, well, that kind of threw me for a loop. I didn't expect. And, but it, it's not like. We've got blue laws here in Georgia. Yeah, but this is so We've much more blue restrictive laws here than that. Yeah. So this that, is crazy. This stuff. is crazy stuff. And and so I wrote down a lot of things because I found this fascinating. They're, they're restrictive in the sense like until, what, about three years ago, you couldn't buy booze in Georgia on a Sunday. On a Sunday. Right. I remember and now you can, but right. you still have to do it, wait till after 12. You have to buy it on your way to home do. from church, not on your way to church. Right. Or when yeah. you're shopping while everybody yeah. else is at church. And you're or like, at lunch yeah. after, yes. you know. Yes. So yeah. they were restricted to the type of thing that until 1991, you couldn't even be, as a regular retailer, like not even the Walmart was open. Could be open on Nothing. Sundays until, and so in 1991, that changed, and they could be open afternoon. Wait, you're talking Georgia or North Dakota? No, in, in North, North Dakota. Dakota. Okay. So wow. in 2017. No retail establishments were open at all. It, 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 very few. Like, you had to have. Probably uh, gas stations. Yeah. And, you know. But, like, your your Walmart wouldn't be open Dunkin' Donuts. You, know. yeah, you got to get coffee on the way to church. It didn't go yeah. into that level, okay. the article I was okay. reading. But, you know, that was just kind of the gist of it. So in 2017, they had a house. Bill 1163, which was trying to overturn, repeal these these blue laws. And it passed the House 48 to 46, but failed the Senate 25 to 22. Now, here's where it gets interesting. People are truly using religious arguments in why they are voting against repealing these blue laws. So in 2017, two Republican senators specifically cited religion as a reason. So Robert Eberl, and I'm really sorry if I don't say these names correctly, said man was not made for the Sabbath, rather the Sabbath was made for man. And Senator David Clemens said North Dakotans should use that time to go to worship or to be with their families, a sentiment that was echoed by Diane Larson. Fast forward two years and we now have House Bill 1097, which also seeks to repeal the blue laws. Same blue laws. It's passed the House this time, 56 to 35. So significantly more people in favor this time. And the North Dakota Senate hasn't voted yet, but their Senate Majority Leader is predicting that it's going to pass. And the governor supports repealing it. And they're couching this in economic reasons, saying uh, economic freedom, these businesses, they should have the opportunity to open. It is up to them to decide whether or not they want to and all of that. But they still have religious arguments being made. This is where it gets mind-boggling because you're talking about separation of church church and state, and they're making political arguments on religion for this. Sebastian Erfeld says that the state legislature laws are not above God's laws Mm -hmm. and that the policymakers already know this because they already recognized this fact because they have prohibited wholesale murder. So the reason we don't murder... Is because of God. Right. If it wasn't for that, we'd be killing everybody. So now Representative Kathy Scrock... She doesn't understand how this works because she says that people really need this time to rest and relax. So apparently she thinks she's going to be forced to go shopping during this time frame. If Walmart's open, 
people will not engage in leisure activities, is mm-hmm. what she's saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You she have will, to go. Yeah. So, like, honey, you can stay home. You are allowed to do yeah. that. You can, you, do, know? you can, you know, hang out in your church all day long if you want. Yep. Not being forced or sleep to, in. Or either or. But the kicker for me was Representative Vernon... Lanning, who said a half day should be set aside to recognize that we have a creator and he is the ultimate law giver given to control and laws to give us intention to control. Okay. Um, so there so, is no church state. So this is really, they're literally saying we should have a yeah, state no law no. based on religion. And right. But it looks yeah. like, I mean, you never know what's going right. to happen when yeah. they get in there. But it looks like this kind of repeal. So North Dakota, you'll be able to go shopping at 9 o'clock on a Sunday if you want Woo-hoo. to. Now, obviously, I don't have my finger on the pulse of North, North Dakota, Dakota local politics. No. Uh, but I'm, I'm assuming some of these people have probably been in office for decades. I will know. be honest, and, I didn't have time and, to look that yeah, up. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure the article didn't go into that, that in-depth mm-hmm. of it. As far as, I mean, this guy's like a six, seven, or eight-term I'm picturing Strom Thurmond. Yeah, exactly. Type that type theme, of person you know? who, who has a very religious... <clears throat> you were talking earlier about, before we got started, you mentioned the kind of the makeup of yeah, the yeah. type of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we looked at the sounds stats. Horrible, because, the type of people. You know, those type of Demographics. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, the demographics yep. of that area was mostly made up of settlers from... Well, Germany Nor- and Norway were like the top two okay. places they settled from. And then religiously, what, what surprised me too was the number one Protestant religion there was mainline. Mm-hmm. Followed by Catholicism, and then third was the evangelicalism. You wouldn't think that would be the religious demographic makeup, right? Yeah, you would assume it'd be evangelicalism yeah. would mm-hmm. be the ones driving the blue laws, not the Catholics, not the main lines, and so that's what really not, yeah the the progressives blew me away. So yeah. North Dakota is really one weird ass. Well, maybe state. they have been more. I don't want to say evangelical, but but more hardline. Well, that's the thing is, is you don't know what, what the history is yeah. for the people that are because in there's there you saw it almost passed. When was it? Two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen, mm-hmm. and here it is, just a couple of years later. It's a twenty, well, not a twenty, but but a, but a good ten or fifteen significant yeah. you know swing yeah. in votes. And the other interesting thing about it is, it made me stop to think. Let's remember that in November here in Georgia, most of us voted to have the brunch bill right, right. put on our own yeah. ballots in yeah. the yep. next that election, was a blue so law that too, right? so that we can change our blue laws to now when we go to brunch on Sundays, we can get mimosas at eleven a.m. instead of twelve thirty in the afternoon. Right. Oh, right. so the yeah, because I remember that yes. we used to run the peach tree road race, and afterwards, and that. Was on a it's July fourth. July fourth. Sometimes weekend. it was on a Sunday. Yeah, and you'd always want to go out to celebrate afterwards. You go to places and you could not have a drink mm. until twelve thirty. It's like okay, now you can have a drink. I will tell you that certain establishments in the city, I won't name them here, but certain ones that might show, say, Premier League soccer games would sometimes disobey Ooh. that oh. provision Ooh. and serve Do before tell. noon. I imagine they figured whatever fine they got, if they got found out for doing it, they were yeah. going They're to more than make up, up for, alcohol for, sales? from the people who were <laughs> going to consume a beer or a cider at 7 o'clock in the morning watching football, uh, Premier League football. So, well, it was 12.30 yeah. in Europe. So. There yeah. you go. Right. That's, that's yeah. kind of where the center of, of 
yeah. soccer is. So. so anyway, yay, North Dakota, loosening up and uh, getting a little <laughs> less blue, potentially. That they, uh, yeah. you know. I mean, if it was South Dakota, you'd totally expect it. That makes sense. It's it's the South, South. you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I expect. You know, I, I even wrote down South Dakota in the notes because I just assumed, you know, it's it's got to be the South. Yeah. It's, you mm-hmm. know, it's got that religious stick up their ass. But no, North North Dakota. And you had this on your mind. Uh, yeah, on my mind, still on my mind. There's still been stuff floating around on Covington Catholics. You yes. know, the, uh, the punk boys that were out there with the mega hats on. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of stuff in the news on that. As I thought more and more about that, and I've, I've seen all the multiple videos yep. on it to see what's, what, you know, what was going on. What happened prior, what happened after. Right, what happened, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, so what it was basically the girls was the, uh, the black Israelites were kind of battling the, um, the Native American protest that was going on. And well, then, from what I understand, they are a group that tends to converge on that area and have yeah. those type of verbal interchanges with pretty much anybody that happens to be walking Yeah, they're, they're like the street preachers that we see here. They're the Westboro Baptist people who will be yep. they are the, just north of us yes, on Sunday. This Sunday, yes. anybody in the metro <laughs> exurban Atlanta area, this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, the West Borough Baptist Church will be at multiple locations. Protesting multiple, at multiple five churches. Five different churches in Gainesville, in Gainesville Georgia, Georgia, which is about 45 minutes or outside so of outside of Atlanta, of Atlanta yeah. to the northeast. They must not have looked at a map before. Uh... I think they're just <laughs> close enough for the purpose of they're out of the, the media attention they're out of, the of the Super Bowl being in Atlanta. Yeah. Somebody Sunday morning is going to send a crew. Oh, I'm sure they no, will. Well, yeah, to no, cover. They got the mm-hmm. They're going to get coverage. Yeah. Anyway, not to sidetrack so, you on that, yeah. but that's your, but, yeah. But if you are or going or are going to be in the north Send us some video, Georgia, live Atlanta tweet area, the experience for us. And, uh, and like yeah. to counter protest that shit crazy. Because that's going to that's change your heart. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're on a tight schedule, too. It's like 45 minutes in front of the First Baptist Church. Next then church. it's 30 minutes in front of the Lutheran church. church. But, yeah, so this, this uh, black... Hebrew Israelite group or whatever um, is kind of like them, where, mm-hmm. where they go out and they're they're known to do protests. I guess New York City also is is one area that that they do them, but D.C. they're known for that kind of thing. Um, and being extremely confrontational, very confrontational. Yeah. They call out you know people that are they're whites. So this thing has its roots back in the 1800s, where they claim that they're they heard from God that they're descendants of. Um, the Hebrew tribe in Israel. Yeah, but but Joseph Smith heard from God that those were the Native Americans. Uh, so so God is basically fucking with all these people. <laughs> but my friend and, and idol, Pastor Murray of, of the Shepherd's Chapel, says that <laughs> he's talking to him. That <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing at the Shepherd's Chapel, but he says that the descendants of Great Britain are the what? lost tribe. We talked about this. You, I swear you don't listen to your own fucking show. We talk about this on this show. Yeah, that he believes that... Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, the Celtics or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. That, okay. I'm the totally Celtic. I'm a descendant. You're des- you, are. you are a descendant of one of the lost whoa, tribes of Israel. Whoa. Everybody it's, you you know, claims to be one of the lost tribes yeah. you know, of Israel. Oh, so this is just another... Cl- yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's what these guys are, and, and they're known to be there. And, and to call out people, whoever comes by. So it was kind of a perfect storm when the Native Americans were there. The, because yeah, the Native Americans showed up. Because they call them like the tribe of 
Gad. I don't have to look up my my gospel I, or my my you, Bible history on on that. But yeah, because like you hear, I missed that day when, of the when, when the drummer the drummer guy was coming yeah. and he was saying, "Here comes Gad, here comes Gad." Oh. So they were they were I definitely you know, blowing those people off. So that protest was going on first. Yeah. Was was the was the Native Americans and they, were, they were having the interaction right, with right. The, with the kids. No, I call I'm, them I'm kids. saying I'm saying the Native Americans were having the interaction with these black Israelites first before the kids. Before the kids. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. They were winding okay. down, and then you know, then they started taunting the kids who were standing there, uh, supposedly waiting for a bus to okay. bring them up to bring them back home. Which is a whole other story. Isn't yeah. It? So what the hell were these kids and then they, doing there? Well, they were there to abortion. protest women's rights. Uh, right, right, Women's right. reproductive yeah. rights. Uh, As any good young Catholic should. Boy, you, you know. do. Yeah. yeah. Because he knows so much about Yeah. Because, hey, if you want to know what's going on with a woman's reproductive system, ask a 17-year-old Catholic boy. It, it's yeah. kind of twofold things for me. It's number one, where were the chaperones? Yes. At this point, yes. who should have just taken the students out of the situation before it ever went anywhere? As soon as the taunting of them started, the chaperone should have just been, you know, moving just, on, moving on. Yeah, even this, if you're waiting for a bus, just this is yeah, the entire it. thing and, got completely out of hand. Yeah, it, right. it, the whole thing happened from that, and it's it's kind of interesting. I have some friends locally who teach in private schools in the area, not necessarily religious-based schools, when they take their students on field trips anywhere, they are not allowed to be political. No one would be allowed to wear a pro-Trump or a pro-Obama shirt at something. There would be no MAGA hats. There would be none of that. Like, you would be there to learn about, you know, the process of whatever it is you're there doing. So I, I think there was a failure in a lot of ways by the adults just leaving the room in, in this situation and not sort of taking things in hand. And, and it never should have get, turned into what it did. Well, to some extent, the, the adults, air quotes, you can't see, were using these kids as pawns to begin with. The whole reason they were there was to protest kind of right. mm-hmm. you know, women's reproductive rights. So if one of the children that was on this field trip got there and unzipped his jacket and, and, and had a, you know Obama shirt on and was going to counter-protest, he'd have been put on the van immediately. Mm-hmm. The whole idea that, that this whole thing was set up by the school to use these kids as, as some sort of political pawn in, in this whole thing. I can see how they kind of let it go a little while. Obviously, it got out of hand. But that's the thing is, but, is when people start whipping. Yeah, everybody knows people have their phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, you know, video mm-hmm. cameras and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And you know that stuff's going to be out there. So, it, and like at some point, they should have said, uh, let's yeah. head towards the buses, fellas. Let's stop this. Because, I mean, that's where it started going off the rails is when the Native American guy, and I can't remember his name. That was a Vietnam vet, vet yeah. all that kind of thing. Um, Phillips, I think. Started beating the drum. Yeah. Towards them, you're trying to you're trying to alleviate everything, but then the kids <laughs> started doing the tomahawk chop, right? Kind of mocking, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I I really don't think they're Florida State or Atlanta Braves fans. This this was nothing but just a racist chant, you know? right? Yeah, and, and that's when the chaperone should have stepped in and said, yeah, let's yeah, this, let's get yeah. the hell out of here. Well, I mean, so that's the thing that's kind of interesting to me is there's three religious contexts going on 
um, that were like in this perfect storm. Because I didn't realize either the drum beating thing yeah. is kind of a Native American kind of calling in God. I can't remember exactly. Oh, what. I didn't know it's that. It's like a prayer, prayer <coughs> kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Ceremony. Mm-hmm. Ceremony. Trying to call thing. God in to mm-hmm. calm the situation yeah. kind of thing. And so, so there you had that going on. You had the black Hebrew people that, that were just shouting all these negative, you know, very caustic kind of things. And then you had these Catholic boys with MAGA hats showing. I mean, so the whole thing was just a total clusterfuck. And I agreed with a lot of the things that were said that in the initial video that came out, we didn't have the context yes, of all right, the pieces. Yes, right, right. But I was also not surprised to find that there's additional video where they were apparently harassing some of some the young other girls. people in the yes, thing. Yeah. I saw and that same video. They got in trouble for blackface right. at yeah. a Yeah, these kids game are not school. They're, like, they're not there's some privileged yeah. kids who are not being taught the right that no adult in the school, in the city, in, in any of their parents said you, when you go do, wash your fucking face. Yeah. When you do it yeah. for the for our non sports people yes. <laughs> who might be listening. Yay, sports ball. You know, you do white outs or blue outs or red outs or whatever. That means you wear that color. You wear that t-shirt. color shirt so that it looks like that same color <laughs> yeah. in yeah. the stands. But saying you don't that necessarily put it on your face and we had black face on because it was a blackout. I don't think you had white, you know, paint on when you were doing a white out or a blue just, you didn't look like the blue man group on blue out. No. You know? So you, there's just a yeah. lack of accountability in that whole area, and, and I think some people need to do some pretty deep soul-searching about that and, and really what they're teaching and what that means and that the world is a lot bigger than mm-hmm. the little area, the little bubble that they're living yeah. in. And what's, what's kind of sad to me is so the Catholic diocese, I guess you call it, Mm-hmm. That oversees that area. When that first broke, you know, they came out and and had a response. Is like we're going to well, get the bottom their of this. PR team had a re- the the PR firm they hired. No, 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 no I'm no, talking about the school. Oh, the first. school. Yeah. The, the no, parents I, hired. Yeah, the, right. the no, I'm talking about the, the the bishop or whatever. Yes. You know, <laughs> and so we're going to get to the bottom of this. There may be expels, you know, expulsions mm-hmm. or whatever. And then, you know, after the pushback from the parents and the school and stuff, they started to kind they of found back room. off of that. And it's like, so why is that? You know, aren't they seeing the same kind of thing that, that well, we're seeing? Well, this is the organization that moved around child molesters for a number yeah. of years. So right. I'm not going to be too surprised that they're right. shying away from controversy and making anyone take responsibility for their actions. I'm just not surprised. And for that. them, all that an extended video did was give them wiggle room right. to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to exonerate these kids. But, I mean, the thing that's interesting, too, is, is a lot of people have kind of, uh, the commentary on this thing has been, you know, you don't always think. Take your first reaction, which our first reaction was right. seeing the video of the guys. You know, the the kids mm-hmm. smiling back, smirking. Smirking is, is how we thought about yes. it. Yeah. And so we made our our assumption about that situation, but there was far more to the situation. There was, and and I will say the one thing that I was glad about is I have two very good friends who are who are Catholic, and and their beliefs are very important to them, and they were not justifying what Mm-mm. went on. They were appalled by it. and well, A lot of it know, has to do so with I, the hat. It yeah. all, a lot of it comes right, back to right, right, they're right, wearing right. MAGA hats. Right. That, when yeah. you Have they wear not been wearing that? a MAGA hat, for better or for worse, you there is something about you that I know. Right, right, well, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. I, if I see you wearing a red MAGA hat, there are certain that means you're cool with bigotry assumptions that I can make. You're cool yeah. with misogyny. Yes, you know, 
And you know, do these kids understand that? I don't. I don't know. The thing is, their um, supervisors, their chaperones, should have, should have should yes. have and said, uh, let's not wear those out in public because you know we're a, a, a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that's getting you know tax benefits by staying apolitical. We can have stances, but we're not supposed to. I seriously doubt any of those thoughts went through their well, minds. Well, then uh, then on, you need to on, get better chaperones yeah. then. But, you know, because you're, you're making a public statement with those hats on. You are. And, but, I mean, you know, remember. But I, I think a lot of these yeah. religious types are. They feel emboldened just, now. It, just like, right. just like mm-hmm. the racist, just like the misogynist, they feel emboldened with the president. Yeah. yeah. And, we, and, can, we can say things we couldn't say before. Right. And, mm-hmm. and we can do things we couldn't do before. Because we have right, and I don't right. know if it's been made official yet, In the but I know they, yes. they've been. It's been kind of put out there that Trump is going to invite these boys, probably for yeah. a McDonald's. Well, the other thing, there's been memes going around with kind of comparing the smirk of that little kid to Kavanaugh during the hearing. It's not a little kid; he's 17. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, and there's commentary that I heard that if this were a 17-year-old black male, not a 17-year-old white male. The spin, the reaction, the coddling, so to speak, that happened, the somewhat gentle interview from Savannah Guthrie and all of that would have been portrayed completely differently. They treated him on the interview. You're talking about the one on... um, It was like the Today Show or something. Today Show, yeah. With like kid gloves. Right, yeah. And he kind of dressed up like a kid. Right. That kind of thing. And And so that's how they're playing it up. The PR people are telling them. There's a lot of that still going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the other thing that, that you know, nobody seems to be talking about either is this was during the government shutdown. Normally, there would have been park rangers. Right. There was nobody area. there to sort of make to sure. Say, hey, yeah. guys. So how many guys stayed in their lane? The so how many, how many? I don't even know where the, it was. Uh, so near the Lincoln, Lincoln Memorial. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, there would have been some sort of security yeah. detail. There was no one there to right. keep everybody yeah. in their lane right. and right. keep things along from, with and to tell the, the tell the chaperones is like, hey, you know, these guys are getting a little heated. This is bullshit. You guys on this side. You guys on this side. Walk away. Don't engage. You know. So that was that was part of the plan. To see here, right? It's kind of like Facebook posts, right? You never win a fight. You never win an argument battling something out over Facebook. You're never going to win a fight. You're never going to change a mind at a protest in a situation like that. Right. So just scroll on by and yep. keep going about your business. Yep. With yep. it, so. Not engaged. So speaking of Facebook, I posted something this week that turned into more of an incident than I expected it to. On Facebook? I know. Imagine that. I'm shocked. I read the article from the New York Times that was called Another Side of Me Too, Male Managers Fearful of Mentoring Women. I'll put a link to it. Yeah. And it was coming from Davos. And what it was coming from was that the Me Too movement has become a risk management issue for men. And that's according to Laura Listwood, who is a secretary general of the Council of Women World Leaders, an organization of former and current female political leaders. So things that are coming in there is that a lot of survey results and anonymous feedback are coming in saying that so there was there was two surveys, one by LinkedIn and SurveyMonkey. Almost half of male managers were uncomfortable engaging in one or more common work activities with women, such as working one-on-one or socializing. One in six managers was uncomfortable mentoring a female colleague. And things like a number of men have told me they will avoid going to dinner with a female mentee or that they're concerned about deploying a woman solo on site with a male. People are concerned and have questions 
Christians is going as far as saying that women should be excluded from work social events. And I was just sort of shocked by this because I've spent my entire career in information technology. In the company that I'm currently with, I'm in an office with 12 to 14 guys every day. And And how many women? Usually I'm the only one. There's more than me in our working for my company. A lot of these women are at client sites every day. Okay. Um, but in the office But in itself, the office, it's it's me with it's, our crew. It's a 12 to 1 ratio. And you know what? We manage to interact like human beings. I don't know how you do it. And it's, it's crazy talk. So I was just appalled that the reaction to this is, and, and I, I get it. I get that some really big deal people were taken down by, they were taken down yeah. By actually sexually harassing people. And that's not calling somebody honey. That's like, give me a blowjob and I'll give you a role in this right, movie. Right. So yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a big extreme that you're going to hear. So it was a little Even bit shocking. Even some houseplants were, were to me in, in the process. That the reaction is that I'm not going to do anything with a woman. Because I thought about that and I said, I literally could not do my job. If, if that was the attitude, if no of the man people, was willing to interact right. with a woman at work. But I've been in this industry for a long time. Mm-hmm. I've managed to travel with coworkers, and we've been completely professional. Mm-hmm. And then we each go back to our own hotel room. What? Without any kind of fraternization after that, you know, it was. So I was just shocked that this was the reaction, and I posted that on Facebook of saying, you know, you've got to be kidding me because I don't see. There are problems. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I know that there are problems. Hundreds of thousands of people have figured this out every yeah, day. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so I got a lot of likes, but I got pushback from men on it. And yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, what what's the pushback here? Okay, this is something that men are thinking about. And I'm like, but really, you're, you're thinking about this from the perspective of the way they worded it and what they were talking about is you have two speeds. Absolutely no contact or harassing. Yeah. There's not a right. middle ground mm-hmm. in right. there. We've been navigating. Well, if I can't grab a titty, I'm not hanging out with women. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, that's just ridiculous. So the thing that kind of blew my mind was when one of my friends said, but please just consider this from my perspective oh. for a mm-hmm. moment. That if you would step, you know, and walk a mile in a man's in shoes. shoes <laughs> to understand that some men have wives who ask them to not have breakfast or lunch with female colleagues and co-workers and you know it does put them in a very vulnerable situation and I'm like once again mm-hmm. you're uncomfortable with something and you're asking women to change right. our right. behavior right. because right. you are uncomfortable well I mean it only this. seems fair dress very modestly so men don't rape so you. I don't feel rapey yeah. walk with a group so that I don't attack you you know <laughs> how about just don't attack me well, so we're, we're going <laughs> to the the pence kind of yeah right. can't, you so, you can't right. be in the same room you can't be in a room alone with a, with a woman who's right. not that's, your wife yeah yeah what shocked me was that people didn't understand that what this means is when leaders of organizations are saying, I'm not going to do this, that trickles it, down yeah, right. to everybody else. see that and say, right. well, that's the way to get So to, would this know. mean when I had my performance review at the end of 2018, my boss is a man. We sat, did you leave the door open? Because you know, y'all um, were in a room together. We yeah. were in a room together. We did not leave the door open oh. because it was a performance review. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, can you imagine if somebody had to sit in to hear? I mean, my performance review was fine. Yeah. But how humiliating if somebody had to sit in and listen. 
listen right, right. to that. The thing that's being done is people aren't saying this is an all or nothing thing. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm just not going to have any meetings with anyone one on one. If that's yeah. the way you want to spin it, that's fine. But you're deliberately excluding. So if you took women out of the equation and you changed it to Jewish people, Muslim people, mm-hmm. yeah. African American people, LGBTQ right, people, yeah. and said, I'm not going to mentor any more African Americans or any more Jewish people, you would be completely appalled by that. And of course you can't do that yeah, because right, you right. figure out how to, you know, not be racist. Yeah. Um, hey, Don, want to be in the mentorship program? Sure, but no Jews. Put it on there. You know. Yeah, it's not yeah. going to happen. So yeah. you can't just substitute women in there. <laughs> right, right. And, and let's not, the last point I want to make with that, and then I'm sure that um, one or both of you will be able to argue. Um, I'm going to play Jerry. I'm going to yes. both sides of this, uh, <laughs> this discussion. <laughs> I would imagine that if I was a parent of a son, that I would worry that they might be held to a standard that um, I can see the concern that people might mm-hmm. have. But the number of false accusations yeah, that's, that's like right. crazy part about is the whole still really minuscule. Right. This woman wrote a response to kind of what we've been talking about here with all of this. And she brought out the point that there are a couple of irrational ideas beneath this fear of false accusations that it still just really doesn't happen. And just to remember that what they did here, these men who were taken down during Me Too, she's like, look, don't ask anyone who works for you to do sexual favors for you. Don't push them against a wall or stick your tongue in their mouths. Don't have someone call on call for oral sex. Don't come out of the bathroom with your robe undone and your penis showing. Don't masturbate in front of the women you're working with. These are among the behaviors that have caused (laughs) men to be deposed. Right. Due to the Me Too movement, these are not normal behaviors, and I would hazard a guess that the men at Davos, the men on Wall Street who are saying they are so afraid to mentor women, do not do these things. Can I get those on a flashcard? You're very, you don't need to have those on a flashcard. You are the flashcard. (laughs) Sure, yeah. So that was my point with it. It Had I known that masturbating in front of a colleague was a frown upon, who would have known? I would have abstained. I'm not going to. I can assure you I would have I'm like, don't I have no idea. People yeah. know this? I didn't think this should be such a big deal. But I know deal. that from a single friend of ours, he is single, dating, and it's like going through a questionnaire. What are you okay with? Are you okay in the middle of, you know, making out whatever? Are you okay with it? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Can I? I'm contemplating putting my hand inside of exactly, your garment. Exactly, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's... It, would it, that be frowned upon upon this time, romantic. or would that be okay? Mm-hmm. Can I get you to initial here? Exactly, <laughs> but that is what these people yeah. are, are, are having. If you are not married and you are dating, that is what people are having to go through. So, I don't get that either. So Verbal... Acknowledgement. Consent. Making sure you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And don't Are you assume. sure you're okay with this? Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, really? I'm but if so you pick up like a, like withdrawal kind of kind of thing, is like, hey, well, I think just well, treat yeah. people like human beings. I think that some men probably do need to learn social cues. Oh, absolutely. I think that some men probably are scared that they're going to call somebody honey and they're suddenly going to get fired and it doesn't work like that. Right. But I hear people talk about that. I don't think, and I I guess it's coming, again, it's coming from a a male perspective. But when somebody says to me at McDonald's or, you know, CVS or or somewhere, dry cleaners, here you go, honey, or there you go, sweet. That's a southern thing. That's a southern thing. That's more of a southern thing. That's what I think of it. Just more of a southern thing. People tend but to do it's to completely everybody. different. Right. Right. Yeah. When it's not okay, 
you know it's not. I've had one incident in my professional career where I had a manager behave inappropriately. It was handled. So I get, like, if you're used to things being a certain way, if you're socially awkward, if you don't handle social cues well, there's coaching you can be given with all of this. Yeah. But I just don't, to paraphrase one of our, our friends, it's almost like the Me Too movement isn't really what the issue is here. That it's something else, and this is suddenly the excuse to not have to do these other things mm. with it. Anytime you have something like that, you're going to have people that go off on the far end on mm-hmm. the other side. Well, to me, that's part, going on that's part of the problem women. is we always say we're going to have a conversation about this. Mm-hmm. But and now's not the time to have that conversation well, but, on the cusp of But you know, I mean, you know, like, like the Davos. Davos? Davos. I've always said Davos. I don't know or exactly Davos, what yeah. the right pronunciation yeah. is. It's, it's a European town in Switzerland yeah. so it's where they have an economic Davos. summit every Davos. year. Yeah, with a bunch of rich assholes. Basically. I don't know. Bono's there some, and he's not an asshole to everyone. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> no, refer- no, but not uh, everyone but thinks yeah, he's an asshole, yeah, but, yeah. but he now, wasn't there this year. And I don't know that Bill Gates made it this year, but he usually is there, too. Are they as bad as, as the – did you see the summit? Well, There's a little, little rabbit hole on the side. Did you see the little summit that they had in the, the United Arab Emirates? I missed that. The UAE, okay. The UAE. It was all about gender equality. They handed out eight awards. Men won all eight awards. Imagine that from those Go guys. Go yeah. fucking figure. figure that. Yeah. Well, considering the number of times we've had congressional committees in this country convene to talk about women's issues and, and it, there's not 20, had any women at the table. 26, 75-year-old white guys. That does not surprise <laughs> me in the yeah. least. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the thing that's disappointing to me in this Davos thing is that kind of like solidifies the glass ceiling again. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, I, I don't know what the percent of, of women CEOs is right now, but it's... It's not great. It's, not it's better. Good. It's not great. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, but think about if Melissa Mayer, who had wasn't that the name of the woman who was the CEO of Yahoo, Melissa Mayer or something like that. Yeah, I think so. What if she said, "I'm never taking a meeting alone with a man." Right? Yeah, right, right. Like she couldn't. If Angela Merkel said that, she could not do her job. So, for Karen and Mike Pence, my personal thing is, if he were not in a position where he is representing the country and has. Yeah. Some of the stuff that he has to do. If that's their personal commitment in their marriage, that this is our sacred thing and we're going to have Mike and mother for yeah. is going to be dinner every time. That's their right. business. Right. Right. If it makes it more difficult for you to effectively govern, if it suddenly causes everybody else to have to have a burden to accommodate this thing for you. I mean, from what I understand, I've heard that Andy Stanley will also not take a meeting with a woman without somebody else being in the room. How dare you come into this room and disparage the fine name of Mr. Stanley? I kind of (laughs) would agree with him on that only because in this day and time, if there's not another person in there... Either one person can sit there and make up stories. Mm-hmm. So, but we just said that we recognize very few false yeah. allegations yeah. and stuff are there. It, you know, it's 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 just when you're taking on a responsibility that you're shepherding other people or you're governing other people to suddenly say that half the population 
is you off can't limits. actually deal with without somebody else being in the room, then I don't think you can effectively do your job. Now, I'm going to guess in the White House, there's very few situations where there's only two people in a room. Yeah. There's usually some kind of staffer or somebody who has the most complex NDA ever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, it's just kind of like you're trying to represent an entire country and, well, as a vice president, and you're putting it where conditions on how you'll talk to people solely based on their gender. And that's probably not the most effective way to govern things. And I think there's still a double standard with well, yeah, it. Yeah, because like you say, if it was like a, a difference of race, mm-hmm. you know, we would look at that totally different. So why is, is gender different right. in that regard? And, and that was the thing that just shocked me yeah, about all this because I was like, yeah. the men I know are so much better than saying, I'm just not going to interact with women. Right, right. Then I'm like, why are these leaders so afraid of, like, like I said, to paraphrase one of our friends, it's almost like that's not really what the issue yeah, is. Right. <laughs> and to me, that's just kind of a, you know, a glaring point is like, so we keep saying there, there has to be a conversation to find out where that middle ground is. Mm-hmm. It's not the pence. It's not, uh, you know, everything's off the table kind of thing. It's like, so let's navigate this thing. And it's what... A, I'd wager 90 to 95 percent of the working population is already, already doing, doing every day yeah, and has right. figured out successfully. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You well, know, with the Me Too yeah. movement, you know, everyone's got to protect themselves. So, I mean, with the Andy Stanley, yeah, have someone. If I go to the doctor, if it's a male doctor, he has someone else in there. But you're in you a know, much more I mean, intimate situation yeah. with that, too. Mm-hmm. But... We have shown that, you know. But so what you're saying, but the point that what you're saying is fine if you apply it across the board. Right. If you say there are no meetings between two people mm-hmm. in a room, every meeting has to have at least three people in the room or every meeting has to have the door open. The, I'd still think that'd be overkill in a lot of situations and waste a lot of people's times on, on meetings they don't need to be in just mm-hmm. to sit there and play hall monitor. But it solves the issue that you're talking about. The problem is these people who are talking about it, these leaders who are talking about it, are talking about the exclusion of women, not that because some men and some women can't play nicely together, the women get excluded, but everything stays the same with the men. So if you said in our company, we're no longer going to have meetings where it's two people in the room. Unless it's two women or two men. Or two men, right. Right. Or just never because, yeah. you know, yeah. right, we're just not going to do it. Then it's, at least it's across the board mm-hmm. and it doesn't put anybody exactly. at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. The problem is what these people are talking about doing is saying, Jeff, you and I can't meet in a room together. But, Jeff, you and Don can meet in a room together all the mm-hmm. time. Right. And suddenly we can go out get, for drinks afterwards yeah, and play But I can't go with you yeah, and right. all of that stuff. Well, yeah. then suddenly... I'm at a di- or if I say Kimberly and I can do this, but Jeff, you can't come, and now you don't you don't have some advantage that we have with it, and yeah. that's the part that's frustrating about it. Yeah. Yes. So. And that's what has to be figured out, and I don't know. But again, I think place. it's been solved. I know, yeah. but why aren't these guys seeing that? That's what I don't. That's understand. what I'm thinking right. is is that this one makes you think that's not the real issue. There's yeah. certain guys that just don't get it. Yeah. So. Anybody got a recommendation? What you got? You, you got one. I got. I read a really good book earlier this year. Okay. It came out in um, end of 2018. It's by, I think his name is John Carreyou, like C A R E Y O U. Okay. Um, it's called Bad Blood. 
it'd be hard to write a movie script that was more entertaining than this reality. Is. Okay, I was going to say, is this a fiction or No, it's non-fiction. a non-fiction. Okay. Uh, Carrie Rue was an investigative reporter for the Wall Street Journal. Okay. And he got a tip that this darling of the venture capital world, this company called Theranos, uh, which was started in 2003, and the, part of the reason that it became the darling of the, the startup world was that it was going to revolutionize being able to detect and monitor illnesses through minuscule amounts, like using one one-thousandth of the amount of blood that is currently required for a lot of tests, that you'd be able to do it in your own home, and it would feed things to your doctor right away. So, like, if you're on chemo and your medications need to be adjusted, it would do all this without you having to do these cumbersome <laughs> doctor's visits and all this kind of stuff. The woman who found that was 19 years old when she started this company, she was lauded so much because she was the first self-made female billionaire oh, wow. coming off of all of this. The board of directors of this company was read like a who's who hmm. of Kissinger was on the board. I mean, it was, it was crazy the number of people on this board. And the problem was the technology didn't work. So as this story starts to come out... It reads like a Hollywood script, but yeah. it's actual reality. The company it's is like now they're, defunct, they're, but the reactions, the, the repercussions are still so going on. They're so far into it. They're so vested into it. They can't It was absolutely... In fact, wow. if, you, if you've watched the, video, uh, the Fire FYRE documentary on Netflix and you're like, wow, the ego got in the way of everything trying to go on here and what terrible people for letting all of this go on. It's, it's, it's similar to that in a mm-hmm. book, but at a much larger scale. So mm-hmm. Bad Blood, okay. pick it up. I think I read it in the, like less than 24 hours. Wow. So wow. It's, a book it's, you couldn't put down. It was a real, it was really good. Huh. So yeah, recommend that. So my recommendation, I'm reading a book now called Fault Lines, A History of the United States Since 1974. This is by uh, Kevin Cruz and Julian Zellizer, I think it is. I've read another book by Kevin Cruz called One Nation Under God, How Corporate America Invented Christianity, which kind of took from Roosevelt presidency up to about Nixon or so, kind of talking about how evangelicalism partnered with uh, corporate America. So his next book is um, Fault Lines, A History of the United States Since 1974. It's kind of talking about the history. So this would be like post-Nixon to be forward, uh, okay. forward through, I've, you know, I'm through. only like partway through, but I assume through today, through Trump. Okay. Um, but the history of how our country became so divisive. As I'm reading through this history, because I was, I was born in 57, so I remember... Yeah, a long time ago, I know. Um, Kim's doing the math. So, yeah, I, I do remember distinctly, you know, the, the years of, I remember when Kennedy was shot, and so Johnson, Nixon, on through. And so this history is kind of like, I remember that, I remember that. But a lot of people don't remember this history, and it's, it's important for us to understand how this all played out to bring us to today. So I recommend that book. Can I make one more recommendation? No. Sure. Only one. Please. No backseats. All right. (laughs) Um, Frank Turner, musician out of England, his latest album, I believe, is called Be More Kind. He has a song called Make America Great Again. Uh And I I highly suggest listening to it because one of the lines that is... He doesn't have a hat, does he? He does not. But he has a line in the song that says, Make America Great Again by Making Racists Ashamed Again. There you go. And a few other songs that are sort of relevant to what's going on here. So despite him being an Englishman, he sees kind of what's going on. So if you're in a um, mood where you just sort of want to give a middle finger to the current political situation and, and oh, stuff. He's yes. one that would have some songs that would make you feel inspired in that mm, way. Okay. Put a link in the... We'll do. Yeah. yeah. So 
I'm going to call it a night. It's a night. Drop us a line. Our email is godlessheathens at yahoo.com. Shoot us an email, and good chance we'll read it on, on the show. Our Twitter, you can follow us at, at godlesspodcast.com. How did we get that? People yeah. should have been in line to get that Twitter handle. But They're somehow jealous. We, They're jealous you know, now. we lucked up. And also on Facebook is our closed, hidden, and private Godless Heathens Facebook discussion group. Give us a little search and you'll, you'll find us on there. You can listen to us anywhere that you find podcasts. And if you're on iTunes and want to give us a five-star rating, that would be groovy. That would be super groovy. But you can also find us on Podbean at godlessheathens.podbean.com and on YouTube at the Godless Heathens podcast channel. And as someone here thinks, the best goddamn podcatcher app on the planet, Overcast. Overcast, yes. It's great. (laughs) Open invitation to Andy Stanley and Kim Davis. We'll do a little fundraiser for you right here. Come on. Or if you can't make it, Jesus or Moses, we'd love to have you guys come and sit in with us. And thank you, Kim, for sitting in with us tonight. And thank you, Ashley, for filling in. Thank you, not Kim Davis, for sitting in with us tonight. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) Had a great time. Thanks, guys, for having me back. I really appreciate it. It was fun. It was fun. And we'll see you all in two weeks' time. Yep. Take care. my gun. He made me mad. The devil's bad. The devil is a bum. But the devil is my friend. The devil is my friend. Wherever I go, the devil will go. The devil is my friend. And Godzilla is my friend. Godzilla is my friend. Wherever I go, Godzilla go. Godzilla is my friend. And Shredenko was my friend. And Bridgenet was my friend. And Andrew Bob, he just popped off. Now Gorbachev is my friend. And Francis Nacher is my friend. Francis Nacher is my friend. Wherever I go, Sinatra goes. Frankie is my friend. And Love and Rockets are my friends. Love and Rockets are my friends. Was someone met at the party and the devil is 